Do, 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 do. Poop times. Okay, before we start this podcast, I'd like to address some of the accusations levied at me of being unethical uh, in my uh, podcast recording by Nick Freeze, owner and manager of Stone Cold Freeze Austin. Um, fuck you, Nick. Fuck you. How about that? Yo, what up, everybody? It's your boy, Chris, manager, owner of Joe Burrow, Tiger King, back to talk about the week six happenings in the Panzer Optional Dynasty Football League. Um, glad to be back again. I uh, have a couple sections for you before we get started. Uh, first one is the Beer Bitch Watch. Um, you know, I think that pretty much everybody can see how this is going to go at this point. Uh, D-Speed, Chef Boy R-Speed, I mean, you're one in five. You're not putting together a great season so far. Uh, it's looking like, um, you know, you are going to be the most likely uh, manager that's going to be pouring everybody cold ones uh, at the Poconos weekend. If you want to just stop the season now for yourself, like you just want to throw in the towel and just say, you know what, guys, I'm the beer bitch and just own it. I think that would be more respectable than continuing to lose every game. Um, but I was there before. The future does get better. Um, you know, look at me, I'm sitting at three and three with everybody else in the league, except for, you know, three other teams. So it, you, you get there. Um, you know, so yeah. So the other, other option for bear bitch would be commissioner Mac daddy, um, two and four, not having a great season. Um, sorry about Aaron Rodgers doing what he did to you. That's just unacceptable. So, yeah. So one of you two guys, I mean, if you guys just want to have the toilet bowl this weekend, um, you know, and just, you know, play it out, see how it goes. Uh, and one of you guys can just, you know, say, okay, I'm the beer bitch now. We may be able to prorate your uh, buy-in. I, I don't know how that would work necessarily. But, you know, we need to establish a beer bitch. This might be the best way to do it. So, um, yeah. So on to the next segment, we are going to talk about the Jameis watch. Somebody had sent into the chat earlier uh, on Sunday that, you know, Kirk Cousins looked like Jameis Winston. He threw three picks. And he did look like Jameis Winston. Um, and not only that, he threw three picks and he had a, a touchdown toss or two. And that's that's classic Jameis. That's what we want to see from anybody vying for the Jameis Winston um, watch segment is, is somebody throwing picks and touchdowns. We don't want to see just interceptions. Jameis Winston doesn't just throw interceptions. When you have an arm like Jameis Winston, you throw two to four interceptions a game and a couple bomb-ass touchdowns because that's what you do. I mean, otherwise, like, you're just playing like Aaron Rodgers on Sunday where you're just throwing picks and no touchdowns. I hated that. I absolutely hated that. But, so, sidebar, that game was so bad that Hayden, actually, my, my one-year-old daughter, Hayden, actually, in the middle of the third quarter, she was like, this game is so terrible, I'm just going to eat a rock. And she ate a rock. And, you know, and then we had to stop watching the game for a little bit because she was like, this game's fucking horrible. Um, she's okay. So, you know, I joke, but... Yeah, just terrible, terrible game. Um, anyways, back to the Jameis watch. Kirk Cousins, keep doing what you're doing. You suck. You lost to a terrible Atlanta Falcons team. The Vikings suck. Um, just all around, there was a whole lot of sucking in that uh, vicinity. So, yeah. So, that is our opening segment. We've talked about the Beer Bitch watch, E, D-Speed, watching you. Um, and, you know, Kirk Cousins uh, channeled his best Jameis Winston, just wasn't quite 
good enough to pull off a victory as Jameis. Um, I look forward next week to seeing who who's going to take the reins as far as seeing how many interceptions they can throw while still throwing touchdowns. Um, hopefully there's no more interceptions from Aaron Rodgers. Uh, so, yeah, so without further ado, we're going to get into the breakdowns uh, of the week. But first, I would like to bring on a special guest. We've got the one, the only, Billy O's manager, Melted slash Matty Ice, um, here to talk some shit. Do-do-do, Breaking news update, interrupting your Panzer Optional Poop Time podcast. And there is a trade that has now been processed and is now pending between Can You Digs Sucker and the People's Champ. Can You Digs Sucker receives Alvin Kamara and TJ Hawkinson in return for sending Jonathan Taylor in a 2021 third round pick to the People's Champ. Uh, now, if you'll remember earlier this year, there was uh, some big trades going on in this league, uh, initially involving Stone Cold Freeze Austin and Can You Digs Sucker, with Stone Cold Freeze Austin extending Alvin Kamara to Stone Cold or to Can You Digs Sucker in a trade involving Derrick Henry, which ended up working out, it looks like, pretty well for uh, Stone Cold Freeze Austin. So I'm sure he's not too upset about that. But uh, then King Diggs Sucker turned around and turned Alvin Kamara, James Robinson, Travis Kelsey into Jonathan Taylor, C.D. Lamb, and another player I can't remember. Um, it was it was questionable. Um, questionable. You know, Alvin Kamara is currently the number one running back in the NFL or in, in fantasy football. Um, it was surprising to see a contender like Josh, who's still a contender, trade away somebody like that. But he did it. But now, in a, in a bizarre twist, he's coming back. You know, I, I have to say, I don't love this trade for Jaron. I don't love this trade for the People's Champ. I think that the People's Champ is one of the strong contenders in this league. I don't think Jonathan Taylor is that guy that's going to get him there, and I don't think TJ Hawkinson is going to get him there either. Um, Alvin Kamara, could he, he's a league winner, potentially a league winner. And he took Jonathan Taylor, who will be a stud, no doubt, and he's had a good year, um, and a 2021 third-round pick for Alvin Kamara. Um, so I just I just don't get the logic. Alvin Kamara's had 23 points, 38 points, 44 points, 20, 20 points, and 19 points. Um, he has so many more points than everybody else at running back. Uh, let me see what his, his total is. For the season, Alvin Kamara has 147 points. The next highest point total is 118.7 points by Ezekiel Elliott. After that, Aaron Jones at 114, Dalvin Cook at 112, Derrick Henry at 111. Alvin Kamara is literally playing a different game. Like I don't know what the fuck's going on out there, but I, you know, good, good, good trade for Josh, Jaron. We're gonna have to see how this plays out for you. You know, I thought early on that you were um, heading in the right direction, heading to contention, but it, I don't want to say it like this. It feels like you're trying to redo what your beer bitch weekend. Like you, you hear how much shit talking we're doing about it. And you're like, I'm going to do better next time. Well, it looks like there might be a next time. It looks like it. Yo, what's up people. Um, I'm not going to do power rankings or anything. All I want to tell you guys is everybody, it's like Billy O's team's the worst team. We're going to fuck it. He's the beer bitch. Like, fuck you. Like you look, first off, nobody's team's that good except fucking like Ryan's team's pretty good. Phil's team's pretty good. Just lost to me. Jaren's a bitch. Sneaky's a bitch. Um, fucking commissioner Mac daddy can commissioner Mac suck my dick. 
uh, E fucking, I'm going to be able to finger fuck that little bitch on Thursday through Sunday. So he's going to get all of that. Chris, you're a bitch. Um, D speed one and five. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I understand you had some tough opponents, but as far as beer bitch goes, I think that having the worst record in the league should put you at the bottom of the power rankings. It's that's not really on you, but that's. I mean, that's life, man. Um, Nikki Freeze, big Carson Wentz guy. I'm. I'm actually. I don't think he's wrong. Might be wrong from a fantasy perspective, but everybody that's like out on Carson Wentz. I. I I'm just. I'm just not there. I mean, sure, you have your own opinions on why. But uh, I still think Carson Wentz is a fucking football stud. Other than that, um, the reason I called my team Billy O's is because I'm just accepting how terrible at trades I am. And you all know that if it wasn't for how bad at trades I am and for a certain ACL injury to a fucking unicorn, I would be fucking all of your faces. But I'm going to do that anyway because, you know, I talk to the squad. We're resilient. We're tired of the disrespect. And we're going to come out swinging because that's what we do. Um, If it wasn't for, you know, me making a couple bad calls as far as not paying attention to, you know, the COVID business. Chris, you'd be fucked too. Did I, did I hit everybody in this little disc? Did I hit fucking everybody? Listen, boys, fuck you. Um, I can't keep up with this fucking chat business because I, like, am calling people all day. And I, it just distracts me. However, comma, I'm going to make it a point to just, whenever I feel it is time to strike in this little fucking podcast, which, by the way, Rye, I listened to the last one, and you can suck a dick for putting me at the bottom of the rankings. Your boy's never been at the bottom ever. Listen, when I fuck, I'm on top. I'm a fucking big missionary guy, and I'll be a big missionary guy collecting that championship belt at the end of the year. Ice out. Okay, and after that bitch fest, we are back and ready to jump into the weekly breakdowns. First matchup we're going to go over is Joe Burrow, Tiger King versus Stone Cold Freeze Austin. Uh, you know, I faced off against Nikki this week, Nikki Freeze. I didn't go into this expecting to win. Um, you know, I have DK Metcalf, Russell Wilson, Darren Waller all on bye weeks. Noah Fant got injured. Not that that really would have meant much because the Denver Broncos did not play great. But, you know, four four big-name players uh, – uh, I had did not have access to. I had to pick up a couple players off the waiver wire. I had to start um, Travis Fulgham, who actually had a good game. I started Darren Fells at tight end, who did end up having a good game. So, you know, overall, my team did better than projected or better than anticipated by uh, about 18 points. Cam Newton had an okay game despite playing terribly in real life. Uh, Jamal Williams and Chase Edmonds both shit the bed for me, 3.4 points. But that's where my, that's where my weakness is, running backs. I need help. Nick Chubbs is out. Um, you know, what am I supposed to do with this? Nick Chubb's out. I've got J.K. Dobbins, who they're not doing anything with. Traded for Malcolm Brown. He's not doing anything anymore. I mean, I've just got – I've got nobody. I've got nobody. Um, yeah. I think Chase Edmonds is going to be the guy in in Arizona eventually, but just not right now. Um, Justin Jefferson had 39 points for me, so I was excited about that. I think that he's a real deal. Travis Fulgham had 19 points. I think that Carson Wentz loves him. He's going to be – he's going to continue – to be a fantasy stud. I left Keelan Cole on the bench to have started him. That would have won me the game 20.30 points over. Oh no, it wouldn't have won me the game, but it would have been nicer. It would have brought me a little bit closer. Um, I guess it would have won me the game actually. Yeah. I'm back to that. If I started him over LaVisca Chenault, fuck, fuck. I knew I should have done that. Um, anyways, so Nikki, you started Jameis Kirk cousins. I'm sorry. Two interceptions, three touchdowns, three interceptions and three touchdowns. Yeah. That is very Jameis style line. 
um, 26 points. Derrick Henry had 40 points for you because he's a fucking beast. Kenny Galladay, 14 points. I mean, overall, it was a good performance by Nikki. I think that he might have been the league's high scorer um, this week, which with, you know, 140 Two points is kind of a uh, kind of laughable, but it is what it is. This is a bad week for most teams, not for Nikki. Um, I forgot to mention at the beginning of the breakdown that we are going to do another segment this week. We had uh, an unprecedented thing last week where um, one of our managers, uh, who also does the power rankings, um, placed himself at number one on the power rankings, and he got a lot of shit for that. And it looks like rightfully so. So this week, we're going to play the who would have beat Rye game. And both of us would have beat Rye. Both of us would have beat Rye. Nikki would have beat him pretty soundly. Rye scored 121 points. Um, so I would have beat him by 7. Nikki would have beaten him by 21. Uh, so there's two teams that would have beat Rye. On to the next matchup. We've got Can You Digs It Sucka versus Chef Boy R Speed. Uh, can you digs it? Sucker came away with this one, improving to four and two with a score of one twenty nine point nine four, and Chef Wear Speed had one hundred thirteen points. I think the the low score for the week. Um, you know, it's just not not Chef Wear Speed's day. I said that at the beginning in the beer bitch uh, watch that I think his team is better than it's playing. I still think that I think that he's got a lot of talent, and for whatever reason, they're just not putting together uh, wins. And and you know what happens when you don't put together wins? You pour beers. I mean, that's exactly. That that's that's the beer bitch, um. You know, you you just pour beers. Now that being said, I think that if he had, I mean, his teams his team played well. Like on the bench, Matt Ryan had thirty one points, Adrian Peterson had twelve, David Johnson had thirteen point nine points, Cole Beasley had fourteen points, Hayden Hurst had fifteen point seven points, Rob Gronkowski had eighteen point eight points. I mean, he could have subbed in a couple of those players for Eric Ebron, who had two point nine points, Tyreek Hill had five point five points. Todd Gurley, who had nine point seven zero points, and he might have he might have come a, come away with that, but like, why would you do that? I mean, the rest of his team. I, I mean, like, you, you started the right guys. They just, you know, I, I wouldn't have started the guys on your bench either. Um, yeah, Josh's team uh, was led to victory by a twenty eight point two point performance from Lamar Jackson uh, with one hundred eighty six yards, one touchdown, one hundred eight yards rushing, and one touchdown. Um, and Jonathan Taylor had 15 points. I mean, overall, his team didn't do anything spectacular. They were just consistent, uh, and that's all you need to do sometimes to get wins is just be consistent. Um, in the who would have beat Rye game, uh, Josh would have beat Rye. Devin, I think, might be the only team that this week that wouldn't have beat Rye, our, um, our number one ranked power ranking uh, team. Um, would have lost to three of the four teams we've talked about so far. So, yeah. So. Those are the first two games. I would like to bring in a special guest, third-time caller, multiple-time listener. Uh, you know him as Ted from Oklahoma, um, here to talk about the Commissioner Mac Daddy and Judge Judy. Um, so let's get into it. Ted, thanks for being online. Uh, can't wait to hear what you had to say about the game. Hi, this is uh, Ted from Oklahoma, long-time listener, third-time caller. I'm out here just hoping that I could get myself on the episode of the Poop Times. So if you're listening to the Poop Times, uh, I made it. I fucking made it, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm here to give you a rundown of the beatdown. I'm talking about everybody's favorite matchup of the week, Judge Judy taking down Commissioner McDaddy. We're going to run down some... Notable players of the week, Julio Jones, 
man, 33 points, man went off. Sometimes Julio Jones, you know, he just does that. He can be uh, uncoverable, as they say. Uh, Julio had a good day, you know. Kicker and defense went off. They would get 29 points combined for Commissioner MacDaddy, but it wasn't enough because Young Ho Koo put up 20 points by his goddamn self. One of the best names in the NFL, Young Ho. He's a young ho, but he's a grown-ass man, if you ask me. 20 points from a kicker. That's the kind of firepower Judge Judy has, ladies and gentlemen. And taking a look at running backs, Ronald Jones had more points by himself than all the running backs who started for Commissioner McDaddy. Think about that. Two fumbles for Zeke Elliott. What the fuck are you doing, man? You're a cowboy. That's disrespectful. Aaron Rodgers, five points. Man, this dude's supposed to be one of the best quarterbacks in football. Better than Ben Roethlisberger. I don't see it. Every single year we got these little stinkers. Single point outings in the fantasy world. Every single year Aaron Rodgers does this shit. He took a shit on the field. Lost once again, head to head to Tom Brady. Not surprised. And I'm also not surprised that Judge Judy just ripped off Win number three in a row. What's also not going to be surprising is when Hungry Dogs put themselves back at number one, even though he got slapped up this week. But we ain't going to worry about that. Judge Judy, three-game win streak, doing exactly what we expected to do. Next up, can you digs it, sucker? God, nobody likes that guy. He's fucking fraudulent, first of all. He's got like five points. Somehow he's four and two. Makes no goddamn sense. We're going to write that ship this week. Good luck, can you dig it, sucker? Because you're about to run into the same freight train Commissioner Mac Daddy just got hit by. Good day. Okay. Thank you, Ted from Oklahoma. Um, did not appreciate the Aaron Rodgers slander, but, you know, you're from Oklahoma, so I won't hold it against you. Uh, in any event, uh, he did not touch on the who would have beat Rye this week segment and both teams would have beat Rye because Rye's team played like trash this week. Both Commissioner Mac Daddy and Judge Judy, uh, Commissioner Mac Daddy, beer bitch candidate Commissioner Mac Daddy, uh, his team who dropped to two and four today would have still beat the number one ranked power ranking team, uh, Hungry Dogs, by uh, 11 points. So do with that information what you will, League, but uh, I think that there is a uh, fraudulent with a capital F, uh, leader of the power rankings. Um, so yes. So on to the next matchup, we've got Billy O's versus the cream of the crop. Billy O's, you'll remember we had the manager melted. Sorry, I keep doing that. Matty ice on earlier in the podcast, uh, to talk some shit. The word bitch was thrown around a lot. He called a lot of people, a lot of names. Um, I'm not here to call you names, Matty ice. Um, I am here to say that, you know, your team uh, hasn't been the best this year. Um, a lot of relying on Deshaun Watson. I know that he's your he's your crack. Like you can't get you can't stop starting him. Um, he had a great game today, thirty two points, uh, three hundred thirty five yards, and four touchdowns. So they still lost. Tennessee uh, whooped up on him, forty two to thirty six. Didn't really whoop up on him, but neither you know whatever. Christian Kirk had a great game for him on two catches for eighty six yards and two touchdowns. What the fuck? That's wild. Um, and an otherwise abysmal performance from Kyler Murray. Um, you know, I think he was like nine at twenty four or something like that. He looked like Aaron Rodgers out there. 
Uh, Calvin Ridley had a great game for him, 18.9 points. I was glad to see that in my other league, which my other league doesn't really matter, but you know. Um, Will Fuller had 24 points with 123 yards and a touchdown. Um, so, you know, Matty Ice, he put up a good game today. He put up a, a respectable, respectable score. You know who did not put up a respectable score? The cream of the crop. Phil with multiple L's and a capital F. Because Phil's team projected at the beginning of the year to be one of the best teams in the league has consistently proven that they are not up to task when they're faced with any challenge. They look like the Green Bay Packers out there, to be honest. Um, you know, they, they got behind a little bit early. Miles Sanders went down with an injury. Mark Andrews didn't do much with Baltimore. Uh, Cooper Cup only had four points. And they just could not recover from it. It looked like they went out there through two picks, one of which being a pick six, and just never recovered. Um, this is not something that you expect to see from the defending league champion. And honestly, the fall from grace has just been, it's been a little sad to watch. You know, I really, you know, I'm not saying I'm rooting for Phil. I beat him. Uh, Matt beat him. Uh, somebody else beat him. I can't remember who. Uh, D, or did Josh beat him? I think Josh beat him. Um, or Josh is going to beat him. Somebody else is going to beat him. I mean, he's not, he's not finishing the season perfect from here, clearly. He's got no depth. Everybody's injured. Boston Scott's going to be a starting running back now. Um, Boston Scott. Uh, so yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I I don't know what to say. I I hope to see him right the ship, make our league a little bit more competitive. But this is where we're at. Sorry, Phil. Ill ill. Um, as for who would have beat Rye, both of these teams still would have beat Rye. Uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's it's wild to me, honestly. Rye, your team's trash. It's that's just what it is. Um. So, yeah, so on to the final matchup of the week, the Hungry Dogs versus the People's Champ, uh, and another situation where who would have beat Rye? Uh, the People's Champ. The People's Champ not only would have beat Rye, but they did beat Rye. We have two of the the number one and I think number two ranked or number three ranked power ranked team from last week facing off in what should have been the matchup of the week, but, you know, Rye's team, they're fraudulent. It's, it's uh this is what happens when you call yourself the hungry dogs and then rank yourself first and then have to play a team, uh, that week after that, you know, I don't know if their heads were just so far up their asses that they just couldn't pull it together. I don't know what happened there. I mean, and, and to be fair, you know, Kyler Murray, he, he while he statistically, he was nine to 24 for 188 yards. He did have two touchdowns passing and he had, um, one touchdown rushing with 74 yards rushing. So he put up 28.9 points. Joe Mixon had a decent game, 54 yards and a touchdown. David Montgomery had a decent game, 58 yards, four receptions, 39 points for 13.7 points. But his running backs, or his wide receivers, T.Y. Hilton and Juju Smith-Schuster, two points each. Now, if we go back, everybody was like, Juju, why'd you give up Juju? Henry Ruggs sucks. Henry Ruggs sucks. Fuck you guys. Juju's trash. He's overrated. He's not in that offense anymore the way that he should be. He's only ever produced with Antonio Brown. Last year, yeah, I know he had Mason Rudolph. Like, I, I know that's who he had. But this year, Deontay Johnson, James Washington, and Chase Claypool are all getting targeted way more than Juju Smith-Schuster is. Juju Smith-Schuster had one or two good games. He's not a dynasty candidate anymore. He's not the dynasty stud. He's maybe, maybe the wide receiver 25 in dynasty football right now. Maybe the wide receiver 25, like if you were, if you're doing a startup draft ranking wise, he is the number 42nd, number 42 overall uh, wide receiver in fantasy football right now. And the number 37 in PPR. So, you know what? I'll take rugs in this situation. Rugs in a draft pick. I'll take it. 
Um, DeAndre Hopkins had 9.3 points. Yeah, you know, Rye's team was just trash this week. And and, and Jaron's team, uh, while not putting up, uh, you know, like the highest score of the week or anything like that, or even close to the highest, I mean, they put up close to the highest score of the week, but nothing like previous weeks where they were scoring 200 points a game. Uh, the People's Champ did put up a respectable 135 points on the back of uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who had 20.9 points. DeAndre Swift, who had 27.3 points. Uh, Travis Kelsey, who had 20.5 points. And James Robinson, who had 14 points. Now, I'd like to go back to this whole controversy where I said that he was overrated or, or something. I don't even remember what I said. Now, I talk a lot, guys. That's just what I do. You know, I can't be held accountable for everything that I say. Like, it, there's going to be some hot takes that come out every once in a while. I think that I'm not he, – he, he clearly can't be overrated because he was an undrafted free agent or undrafted rookie. Um, the hype train, I think, got going a little bit too fast. Let's say that. So anyways, so if we were going to recap this week, uh, what we'd talk about, the biggest thing is how many teams would have beat Hungry Dogs. Um, so Hungry Dogs scored 121 points. I would have beat him. Freeze would have beat him. Josh would have beat him. Commissioner Mac Daddy would have beat him. Uh, Slazzy would have beat him. Billy O's would have beat him. Phil with multiple L's and a capital F would have beat him. And as we all know, the People's Champ did beat him. Rye, we better see a drop in those power rankings, bro. We bet. Okay, so those were the uh, weekly analysis with special guest appearance from Ted from Oklahoma. Thank you, Ted. I appreciate your input. Again, fuck you on the Aaron Rodgers shit. Neither here nor there. Um, so let's jump into the power rankings uh, and, and see where we're standing. All right, all right, all right. It's Ryan, owner of the Hungry Dogs here, uh, to give you the Week 7 Power Rankings. Well, I know some of you have been anticipating the sound of me cracking that nice, cold, natty seltzer today. Instead, we're going to start off with a little something different by pouring out uh, a little bit for the homie here. Got some of Grandpa's old cough syrup after this terrible performance this week. And the loss of the hungry dogs. After being king of the castle, the hungry dogs fell victim to the people's champ. And the number one power ranking didn't last, last very long. So, without further ado, let's dive into the power rankings here. At number one, we got the people's champ. No surprise here. He just took down the number one power ranked team uh, without arguably his best player which in Alvin Kamara. He's now got... Swift showing signs of life, and Debo Samuel possibly back in the swing of things. Also, just a little side note here, make sure you pick up any player that Judge Judy drops because they always seem to have themselves a solid week uh, after he gets rid of them. Uh, This week it was Tim Patrick and A.J. Green. And there's a couple other players out there that may or may not have been picked up yet that may or may not have some good performances coming up. So... Keep your eyes open on whoever Judge Judy drops for trades. Next up is Judge Judy himself. He managed to squeak out a win this week thanks to the commissioner's team tossing it over, fumbling it out of their hands. You know, you got Rodgers with two interceptions, Zeke with two fumbles. Way to go, guys. Um, he probably would have had an easy victory had he started Trey Burton, who was in his starting lineup before trading for John or Smith. Uh, but he still managed to get it done either way. 
Um, you know, he had uh, he has a long way to go, but he started out 0-3, and now he's on a three-game win streak, and is now set up uh, to play against Can You Digs at Sucka, which could be the game of the week coming up in week seven here. Next up is Can You Digs at Sucker at number three. This team is getting wins off the back of some mediocre performances. Just to put things in perspective a little bit, he is only beating the Kamish and Billy O's in the points four category. Not a real strong showing there and could really use a little Michael Thomas back. Hopefully he's done throwing punches at his teammates. Otherwise, can you dig the suck? It might have some internal uh, locker room problems. And maybe he will not have to play the ageless wonder that is Frank Gore again if he can get MT back in the lineup. Uh, next, number four, we got myself, the Hungry Dogs. After being number one, again, there was nowhere to go but down. Somehow this game, there there was a win within reach all the way up until the very end of Monday night. Uh, none of my receivers wanted to show up this week, so that doesn't help. I'm still holding on to the second most points for, but if I put up another piss poor performance, could continue to plummet down these rankings. And number five, probably too high. This would be the cream of the crop. This team just lost the number 10 power ranked team after what they thought was a bye week. They also lost Miles Sanders this week. Word on the street is, is that this manager had a little malfunction in his lineup and was supposed to have Ryan Tannehill in the starting QB spot, which would have won in the week. I think we all know that's a load of horseshit. Cream of the crock should just admit that he's a bad manager and save himself the extra embarrassment. It's really uh, unfitting for you as the reigning champ. If only we could all adjust our lineups after the week is over to see who we should have started. Uh, this team is going to have to go another week without CMC. Number six, we got Stone Cold Freeze, Freeze Austin. It looks like Tractor Cedo season is upon us. Derrick Henry is a beast, put up 40 points, uh, but now it looks like Mostert's hurt, and I don't really know what's going on with Melvin Gordon yet. I don't know if the team came out. I know he didn't play this past week. The team just made a decent trade for McKinnon to help fill out their starting lineup, though, so maybe that can help get them by until – one of those other two guys are back in the lineup. Uh, number seven, we got Joe Burrow, Tiger King. Uh, I mean, Justin Jefferson. Wow. Rookie is taken off and on fire. And it's very, very solid performance. I think he had about 40 points himself. Last week's loss was expected. Uh, he was without Russ and DK, but now gets them back. The problem here is that this team only has backup running backs as their starting running backs, uh, which is typically not a great recipe for success. So I'm not really sure how that's going to pan out for them. I don't know who they have up next on the docket here. Give me a second to open that up. Uh, come on. And... Week six. Oh, the commish. Hmm. 
we'll see what happens there. But, uh, yeah, let's see what happens there. I don't know. The commish is actually the next person on the list here. He's number eight. He's only ahead of Billy O's in the points four category. He had all three of his starting QBs on, that are on his roster combined for a total of 24 points. A total of 24 points. That's E. Yikes. Not good. Not really sure what's going on with this team or what to make of them. Uh, on paper, you would think they'd be doing better, but they're, they're just not stringing it together. We'll see uh, how these two... These two teams fare out, pan out this week. A little Joe Burrow versus the Commish. If I had to guess, Joe Burrow's got the he's going to take sneak out the win here, but we'll see how it goes. Number nine, we got Billy O's. This team just beat Phil, uh, and now looks to go against what seems to be his his new mortal enemy in the People's Champ. Billy O's is going to look for some vengeance this week. Seems like there's some trash talk going back and forth between them. A little blood maybe shed. But more importantly, this team just beat Phil. Good job, Billy O's. Way to take down the reigning champ. It seems like the cream of the cock is very beatable this year. Number 10, we got Chef Boyar Speed. Um, the chef is looking like he needed a little speed. Out of Tyree Kill this week. Tyree Kill did not have a good week. It seemed to all go to Kelsey, which did not help my case against the people's champ, but it's neither here nor there. This team's having a hard time getting consistency out of their players. Um, you know, I, it, has the, it has the pieces on their team to pull out an upset any given week. So... They're, they're always in contention. It just doesn't seem like they all want to go off at the same week. The chef is going to look to serve up another L to tack on to the Phil L's this week. So hopefully Phil can just continue to plummet and the chef, boy, or speak and pull off an upset here. And that's what we got. To recap, we got People's Champ 1, Judge Judy 2, Kenny Digs a Sucker 3, Hungry Dogs 4, Cream of the Cock 5, Stone Cold Freeze Austin 6, Joe Burrow, Tiger King, seven. Kamish Mac Daddy, eight. Billy O's, nine. Chef Boyer, speed, ten. Let's see what we got for week seven coming up here. Best of luck to all you mother luckers. And I'll see you all next week. Bye. And there you have it, fellas. That is the end of the week six Pants are Optional Poop Times podcast. It was a lot of fun this week. We had Rye on there to do the power rankings. Ted called in for some uh, analysis, assistance, and also had some shit talking from Matty Ice. Um, we're getting a good idea of where the uh, standings are shaping up to be and how the rest of the season is going to kind of look. Uh, we've got Jaren number one, Hungry Dogs at number two, and Can You Digs a Suck at number three, all four and two. After that, we have Phil with uh, multiple L's in the capital F at number four, Judge Judy at number five, Joe Burrow, Tiger King at number six, Stone Cold Steve Austin at number seven, Billy O's at number eight, all of which are three and three, and then number nine, Commissioner Mac Daddy's two and four, then number ten, Chef Boyer Speed, a.k.a. Beer Bitch Extraordinaire, uh, bringing up the rear at one and five. 
Now, what I will say in that regard is that very few teams have had as tough of a schedule as uh, Shep Boyer-Speed. He has 893 points against and 805 points for. In comparison to the only team with the tougher schedule, honestly, is my team. I have 893.68 points against, so and it's only by 0.1 point. Um, and then the third toughest schedule has Judge Judy. Now, Judge Judy scored 863 points, and I scored 842 points. So we're at least doing better in that regard than Shep Boyer-Speed. But he's had a tough schedule. Now compare that to uh, Phil with multiple L's in the capital F who has 820 points against, and he's just not facing that much competition. And even further down the line, we get to Kenyu Diggs of Sucka, who at 4-2 and two has 790.1 points against and 799 points for. So I'm not necessarily sure that, you know, if we're looking at like a fraudulent situation or what's going on there, but, you know, look at the numbers, guys. Look at the numbers. Like, numbers don't lie. Um, So until next time, fuck all of you.